Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Welcome into the Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. It is a Monday afternoon. Thanks for joining me. I have a ton of great stuff. I say that every day. But I really do have a ton of great stuff that we're going to get into this afternoon. So looking forward to uh, bringing you some good information as you get set for your ride home this afternoon. I'll be here with you until 4 o'clock. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports, the czar of Clemson Sports, will join us at four and he will uh take you home the rest of the way there are several ways that you can get involved with the program this afternoon 803-978-1832 803-978-1832 that is uh, the fastest way you can also follow me on facebook live on twitter i'm at rob sounds good you can tweet at me there as well as i said i've got a lot of great stuff i'm going to get into today we are in the heart of college baseball with the uh, NCAA regionals. Right now, South Carolina has a 2-1 lead on UNC Wilmington. That game is in the top of the sixth inning. A win there, and the Gamecocks will advance to the Super Regionals. So I'll keep you up to date on that game. I've got a lot of great stuff from the NBA. We're going to go over how my bracket actually turned out. Some of it was good. Some of it was really bad. But I don't have a problem when uh, when I'm wrong. I can admit I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't have a problem uh, putting that out there. All right. But I also have some other stuff here today that is interesting. Uh, the NBA Finals, I think that it's a game, set, match. And I blame it all on J.R. Smith. We'll get into that in a little bit. Clemson basketball team is in the top 36, is in the top 20 of the Power 36 um, for ESPN's basketball rankings. So some love there early for the Clemson team as they got uh, Shelton Mitchell and Marquise Reed back. So they've got a nice one-two punch there, along with Thomas there as uh, their post option. So some early love there for the Tigers. I've also got some reaction to... Clemson last night. I tell you what, my Twitter feed has been on fire with, man, Clemson this and Clemson that, and Monty Lee may not be the answer, and a lot of people just are angry. And I think a lot of it has to do with the expectation at Clemson is to go to Omaha. 
I mean, they put it on the back of their hats. So, when that's on the back of your hat and you don't get that, I can see where, you know, maybe that uh, is a problem. (laughs) But, I'm going to talk some Clemson fans off the ledge today. Because, Monty Lee has put together a pretty good program up there. Now, has it gotten where you want it to go? No. But it's a stepping stone type thing. You, you don't go from where Clemson was at the end of the Jack Leggett era to where Clemson is now or to Omaha in a matter of seconds. It just doesn't work that way. So why don't we talk a little bit about how Clemson lost last night? A 13-run loss, their worst loss in an NCAA tournament regional as they fall 19-6 to Vanderbilt. Now, if you look at the entire regional, though, they struggled with Moorhead State. I mean, they did. They were behind a good piece of that game, came back, and had to, had to get the walk-off to win in extra innings against an Ohio Valley Conference school. Then they struggled with St. John's. They dropped that game to Vanderbilt 4-3. They had opportunities to win that game. Then they're playing St. John's, and they struggle with St. John's. Had to use a ton of pitching to to survive the St. John's game. They do finish the season 47-16, the best the program has been since 2006. But they've lost eight straight NCAA regionals, and they have not not advanced to a super regional since 2010. So kind of a dry time there for Clemson when it comes to advancing in the NCAA tournament. Now, Coach Lee last night, he talked a little bit about one aspect of the game that kind of got away from the Tigers, and that, of course, was the pitching staff. You know, pitching-wise... You know, we just didn't have an answer for them. Um, You know, Strider uh, struggled a little bit early in the game. We had to go to the bullpen again early. Um, And, um, you know, in four ball games, uh, we really only got a a significant start out of one guy. So it makes it awfully tough when you have to go to the pen. We had used a a number of our guys out of the pen uh, up until uh, tonight's game. Uh, but, you know, once you get that momentum going, it's very difficult to stop it. Um, and you got to give them credit. So, yeah, the pitching staff did have problems. I mean, you give up nine home runs to Vanderbilt. That's an NCAA tournament record. Connor Kaiser had three home runs on the day. He had three for the entire season. Now, to put this in perspective, Vanderbilt finished eighth in the conference with 52 home runs on the season. They got about mm, a fifth of that, a sixth of that. Okay? So, there were a lot of pitches that were thrown up there that almost looked like beach balls to this uh, this Commodore's lineup. Now, it just, the stars just didn't align for Clemson. Vanderbilt was the much better team. But, When it comes down to it, Clemson just didn't have enough. 
they had a point there, I think it was in the fifth inning yesterday, they're down by three runs, bases are loaded. Vanderbilt just kind of extinguishes the flame pretty quick. Going through Davidson, Beer, and uh, Wilkie, I think it was, without giving up anything. So Seth Beer finished something like two for two for 16 or something in the regional. He did have two home runs. It seemed like every time he went to the plate, though, he was trying to hit one out. It was, you know, instead of tr- trying to hit singles or whatever, it was, hey, I'm going to hit a ball to the moon. And I'm not knocking Seth Beer. Seth Beer was a great player, is a great player, probably going to be going in the draft tonight. I got the projections of where he's going to go in just a little bit. We'll give you that. But it seems like Clemson just didn't have it last night. And I don't know if, if something happened, you know, if it was just, okay, they used all their pitching. Ryan Miller, by the way, who was in the bullpen, was, in my opinion, the best pitcher that pitched all weekend for Clemson. And he came out of the bullpen. I think he pitched like five innings against St. John's yesterday. So they didn't have enough pitching and they didn't have enough timely hitting. And that's what you need in June, especially when you drop a game in uh, the winner's bracket game on Saturday. When that happens, it's going to be who has the best pitching. And right now, Clemson has shown they just don't have enough pitching. But there are a lot of Clemson fans that are upset. I mean really upset about the the showing for the Tigers. Coach Monty Lee last night, though, had some words about this Clemson season and how he was proud of his team. It's certainly not indicative of our season, though, and I think that's one thing that that needs to be said. Um, This is a tough loss, and they don't get any tougher any time you lose um, a game to end the year in, in in your home regional um, and to lose in the fashion that we did, uh, to get beat the way we did, it's extremely tough. Um, but that being said, um, our team won 47 games this year. That was the most of any Clemson team since 2006. That's 12 years. That's 12 years. So make sure that our guys get the credit that they deserve for a great year. It did not end the way that we wanted it to end. It was, a, it was tough getting through that game tonight, getting hit the way that we got hit. But the guys in our dugout did some really good things this year. Most wins of any Clemson team in the last 12 years. A school record for one run wins, 16. 16 games we won by one run. That says a lot about our guys. Yes, tonight was tough for all of us. But give our guys the credit that they are due. So there you go. It's interesting because Coach Lee has kind of the same aspect that I'm going with them. A great season by Clemson just didn't play well when it came time to actually when you need to play well. Several folks responding this afternoon, especially on Facebook Live. Troy says he enjoyed the ride while it lasted. Go Tigers. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a great season. Clemson finished in the top four in the ACC. You had a lot of games that, when you look back now, I mean, Clemson looked good. The, uh, I mean, everybody remembers uh, the, the ACC tournament. 
putting up that what was it a 17 spot against uh against Notre Dame that doesn't happen very often but now you look at Clemson and what they're going to lose Seth Beer's going to go in the draft tonight so he probably played his last game of the of his Clemson career last night it's been fun to watch him play but you know when it comes time for her for a junior which is what he is to go he's got to go judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Also, you lose some other players. Robert Jolly's going to leave the program. He's a senior. You're losing some pitching. So this Clemson team is kind of in transition right now of where they're going to go. If you're upset as a Clemson fan, I'd love to hear it this afternoon. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. I don't think that you can throw away the season that Clemson had and just say, you know what, that 47 wins, that doesn't mean anything. Yes, they got blown out against Vanderbilt in that last game, and that's going to leave a foul taste in your mouth. But if you go back to Saturday night, they lost to Vanderbilt 4-3. to A game that could have went either way. In fact, the Tigers jumped out to a 3-0 lead. And then all of a sudden, you know, Vanderbilt rallies back. And Clemson drops it. So 4-3 was your final that night, and in my opinion, that was probably the end of the season because you just didn't have enough pitching. And pitching is the most important thing once you get into the college regionals and uh, the super regionals and especially Omaha. The teams that have the best regionals, are the best. the teams that advance the farthest are the teams that have the best pitching and the best depth. You can have an ace at the top, But if you have a bunch of eights down below, it's not going to help you much. You need to have some consistent depth if you're going to advance, especially when you drop that game on uh, the second game, that winner's bracket. Now, Seth Beer's going to go to the uh, MLB draft tonight. Where will he go? The Bleacher Report says he's going to go to the Boston Red Sox. With the 26th pick overall. Shout out to at the pesky poll. I'm sure he'll love that on Twitter. MLB.com called Beer the most polarizing prospect in the class after he looked like a legitimate candidate to go number one overall in this draft on the heels of his freshman season in 2016. Here's the stinging part, though. They call him a bottom-of-the-scale athlete with no defensive value. He'll go as far as his bat will carry him. That bat has crushed 54 home runs in three seasons on campus. 20 this spring to go along with a 316 average. So Seth Beer screams, hey, I can't go to the National League. I got to go to the American League and be a DH. Well, just go up there and hit. And here's the thing, too. 
Seth Beer, if you know the story about Seth Beer, he was once a world-class swimmer when he was like 12 years old. If you've watched any of uh, the ACC tournament, they told you that story. And if you watch that, you can see that he has the capability of being taught to be a good outfielder or a good first baseman. He just needs the time to work, and he'll get that in the minor leagues. Or they may just say, screw it, (laughs) we're going to make him a DH. If they do that, though, they're not going to take him in the first round. I think if you get him in the first round, he's got to be able to, you got to have a coaching staff that says, you know what? We're going we're gonna to do something with him to get him out there. Because you can't DH forever. Now, where will the Atlanta Braves go tonight? Big Braves country through here. Bleacher Report says they will go with Nolan Gorman. He's a third baseman from O'Connor High School in Arizona. And they say he has the best raw power in the draft. And he looks like the clear front runner to be taken by the Braves. Some scouts have gone as high as a 70 grade on his power, according to MLB.com. But Gorman's bat would play anywhere in a situation where you get your guy now and figure out where he plays later. So they're thinking that Austin Riley is going to be their third baseman of the future, but then they can draft this kid and then figure something else out with him. I don't know if he can play outfield or not. The Braves are kind of set right now. Uh, I mean, with the with the baby Braves with Dansby Swanson, and then you've got uh, – Ozzie Albies, and then Acuna in the outfield. They've locked up in Darinciarte for a couple of seasons. Marcakis is going to go somewhere. He's 34 years old. He's kind of like, like the veteran of the group. But the Braves are in first place now in the NL East, and we're in June. Kind of crazy. But the draft will go on tonight, and they've got the Braves taken a young short a young third baseman from Arizona and Seth Beer going to the Boston Red Sox. They'll love that up there. Can you imagine how many Red Sox fans will run around with their Seth Beer jerseys on? With just a Red Sox jersey that says beer. I mean, most of the time when you order a jersey from wherever and you want to put beer or whatever on the back of it, they don't let you do that. They don't want anything that's derogatory on the back of a jersey. But imagine the idiots that are going to run around getting Seth Beer jerseys. That's going to be interesting. When we come back, I'm going to give you a full rundown on all the regional play. Right now, South Carolina looking to wrap up their super regional spot. They lead UNC Wilmington 4-1. That game is in the top of the sixth inning. And the Gamecocks have the Seahawks on the ropes. If the Gamecocks win, they will head to the super regional if... The Seahawks can rally. There will be a game three later on this evening. A full rundown on the regionals, and we'll tell you how I did with my bracket. Lawton Swan and I are playing for a stake. I'll tell you how I did. I haven't checked Swanee's bracket. I know who he picked for the national championship. Yeah, that didn't go over too well. But we'll get into that and a lot more in just a moment. You are listening to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400.
Welcome back to The Rundown. Follow Rob on Twitter at RobSoundsGood. Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. It's Monday afternoon. Thank you so much for checking in with us today. I'll be here with you till 4 o'clock. Lawton Swan will follow up this afternoon with Clemson Sports Talk at 4. I already said 4. It's like I said 4 twice. I guess I just want you to remember 4 o'clock. Because then my air shift is over. I get to walk across the hall and do some more work. But then you get to listen to Lawton Swan. I'm like the warm-up act for Lawton Swan. I don't have a problem with that. Lawton's like the headliner. I'm just the guy that kind of, you know, softens it up a little bit so Swanee can come here and hit uh, hit homers. Speaking of homers, did you know that Farm Bureau Bank finances and refinances new or used sport and recreational vehicles, including motorcycles, boats, all-terrain, and recreational vehicles? Yeah, they can do that. They can also take care of your fishing boat. They have policies that not only cover your boat and motor, but also your depth finder and other gear. All of this can be done at the Chapin Farm Bureau Insurance Agency. Call my buddy Brent Branham and Heather Brewerton. They will both be able to help you out. 803-345-5756, 803-345-5756, or just stop in. 1409 Chapin Road in Chapin, the Chapin Farm Bureau Insurance Agency. Now, I'm going to give you a quick look at your brackets. And I say your brackets because we've got all of our brackets hanging up in here. Lawton Swan and I are playing for a stake. Needless to say, our feelings got hurt a little bit yesterday. But I'll give you the, the finals as of right now. Auburn has won the Raleigh Regional. as uh, They've uh, won that one. Texas Tech has won the Lubbock Regional. Arkansas has won their regional. Texas won their regional. Cal State Fullerton, the three seed, has won the Stanford Regional. Washington, the three seed, has won the uh, the Coastal Carolina Regional. Vanderbilt, they win the Clemson Regional. North Carolina has won their regional. Stetson has advanced. They will play the Tar Heels in the next round. Minnesota has advanced. Also, Oregon State. They have advanced in their regional as well. So I'm going to look back at my bracket real quick here. A couple of things that I got wrong on uh, my list from, uh, from Friday. And we'll go over some of the list here in just a little bit. The list, by the way, is still one of the coolest things ever because I'm right probably 80 to 90% of the time. But as far as my bracket goes, I had Auburn. Look at that. I mean, that's amazing. I picked Auburn. <laughs> As I'm looking for my stuff here. Oh, here we go. So I got Auburn. Yeah, look at that. Uh, I also had Texas Tech losing. Uh, no more Mr. Perfect music. I had Arkansas winning. There you go. Look at that. Woohoo! Rob was right. I had Texas winning. Ah, keep it playing. Yeah, Mr. Perfect, that was me. Then on the other side of the bracket, I had Stanford. Ah, nope. That's not going to work. So, no on that one. I also had Coastal Carolina. Ashanta Clears kind of screwed my bracket over a little bit, too. So that whole top half of the bracket, yeah, I kind of messed up on that. 
And then you go down to the Clemson and Florida State regionals. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob, nope, not happening. Kind of sad. Both of those teams are out. The only ACC team left is North Carolina, by the way. And Duke is still playing, but they're they're in a they have to win two from Georgia. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. So North Carolina. Did I get that one? Uh, yes. There we go. North Carolina. Whoa, I was looking good there. Then Stetson. Hey, I picked Stetson. Why not? Then I had Minnesota and Oregon State. So, unless you just take away one piece of my bracket up top, I was pretty close. <laughs> we got to look at uh, Lawton Swan's bracket. I'll have to check that bracket later on. Let me give you a little spoiler. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He had Clemson winning the entire College World Series. Yeah, that didn't go over so well. Not that I can say much because I had Clemson going to the College World Series as well, but I did not have them winning the entire thing. So there's your update on your bracket. Let's give you an update on the score right now. In the bottom of the sixth inning, South Carolina leads UNC Wilmington 4-1 to as the Gamecocks are looking to advance into Super Regional play. They will play Arkansas if they get that win there. By the way, I'm going to miss that pick because I had East Carolina. In the Georgia Regional, I have Duke, so I'm probably going to miss that one as well. And I had Ole Miss in the uh, in the bottom bracket there. So in Super Regional play, I think I might go mm, 10 for 16. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, nah, that's not close enough for the Mr. Perfect music. But it wasn't bad. It's just not, not like write your mama home good about. So I'm going to repick my bracket because I can do that. And just kind of, once the super regional teams are set, it's like the regionals were like a learning experience. Okay? So we'll talk about uh, me repicking my bracket once the super regional field is set. Which, by the way, is not that far off. I need to figure out, I'm going to put that up on the board once we take down my brackets that I put up up there. How long we have until college football season starts? I think it's like 88 days, something like that, before South Carolina plays Coastal and Clemson, I think, opens up with Furman. So we are not that far off. We really aren't. And here's the thing about this, too. You've got Super Regional play next weekend. The weekend after that is your first weekend of the College World Series. And you'll have basically two weeks of that. That gets you through June. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at July. July 16th is when SEC Media Days start. SEC Media Days is kind of like the kickoff to football season. 
it used to be like you would get, like the end of June, you would get the NCAA football game. I remember like going and standing out like, when my wife and I got married, this is like pre-kids, I would go stand out in front of GameStop at like 11.45 at night just to get my copy when they opened up at midnight because they would do that special. Now kids are lucky because they can, um, <laughs> they can, yeah, they don't have to go to GameStop anymore. They can just sit at home and, and just order it, and it just comes right through on their uh, on their game system. So that is uh, an interesting thing there. Scoreboard update from Greenville, North Carolina, Wilmington, making it an interesting game here as they are climb back into it. South Carolina now has a four to three lead, a two run homer there for. UNC Wilmington as uh, they cut it to 4-3 to three, and they're in the bottom of the sixth inning. Not to worry though Gamecock fans. They have to beat you twice. That's what happens when you win your first two games. Clemson, if they could have won that game on Saturday night, they wouldn't have had to waste all that pitching against uh, St. John's. They'd have had a lot better chance of winning yesterday and advancing to the Super Regional. Breaking that drought. So when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the NBA Finals because that is in hardcore fashion right now. I've also got the names that the College Football Hall of Fame announced on their ballot. Do you think that these uh, guys should be in? We'll get into that. I've also got the over and under numbers for Clemson and South Carolina and what the Bleacher Report thinks of each one. Lots of love for the Gamecocks, and it's almost like they're bored with Clemson. I wonder if uh, Clemson may be getting put on too high of a pedestal right now. I don't know. You never find out until the season starts. This is The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. I will be right back. Now, more of The Rundown. Check out Rob's blog at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. I'll tell you what. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm at Rob Sounds Good. I tweet out lots of great stuff all the time. It's amazing because Clemson fans have seemed to just like, yep, I'm moving on. It's time for football season. <laughs> and I think a lot of them are, well, not that they're not appreciative of the baseball season, but I think a lot of them got upset with how it ended on last night with the Commodores. Clemson drops that game 19-6. to Coach Monty Lee, though, he I played this for you earlier, but if you listen, I mean, it's almost like he's imploring the fan base. Hey, don't forget about the season that we just had. No, we watched some video on Moorhead, all right? Season, though. And I think that's one thing that um, <clears throat> that needs to be said. Um, this is a tough loss, and they don't get any tougher. Anytime you lose um, a game to end the year in, in your in your home regional, um, and to lose in the fashion that we did, uh, to get beat the way we did, it's extremely tough. Um, but that being said, um, our team won 47 games this year. That was the most of any Clemson team since 2006. That's 12 years. That's 12 years. So make sure 
that our guys get the credit that they deserve for a great year. It did not end the way that we wanted it to end. It was a, it was tough getting through that game tonight, getting hit the way that we got hit. But the guys in our dugout did some really good things this year. Most wins of any Clemson team in the last 12 years. A school record for one run wins, 16. 16 games we won by one run. That says a lot about our guys. Yes, tonight was tough for all of us. But give our guys the credit that they are due. That's Coach Monty Lee after their season-ending loss yesterday to Vanderbilt. They lose 19-6. to The worst loss in NCAA regional plate for Clemson. Vanderbilt hits nine home runs. It was just a nightmare out there. The pitching staff kind of, well, look, they went on down the river. And the sad thing is, is that I can't find, I had a lot of Clemson fans angry yesterday, especially on my Twitter feed. But then today it's, well, time for football season. I mean, it's like they let it go like like, like nothing. Craziness. If you want to respond to that, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. Let's talk about another sport that Clemson fans don't care a lot about, and that's the basketball program. Yep, I said that too. It's kind of crazy because if the Clemson basketball team is great, I mean, I don't know Clemson is a football school. I just get frustrated when I, when I deal with a lot of Clemson fans because the one thing that they're like, yep, it all comes back to football. Kind of sad. But the Clemson basketball team, according to Andy Katz, is going to be pretty good this year. He says with starting guards Sheldon Mitchell and Marquise Reed announcing they'll return, they'll have four starters returning. The only one they're missing is Gabe DeVoe. And three with 30-plus starts from last season. And he's got them ranked 19th in his post-NBA decision, Power 36. He says, quote, the Tigers could have been facing a rebuild, but the decisions to return by Mitchell and Reed mean Clemson has its backcourt in place. And in college basketball, it comes down to your backcourt. If you got a backcourt, you have an opportunity to to do some things. I think it comes down to backcourt and rebounding. The Gamecocks have the other end of it. They've got a great front court. They just have issues with uh, with guard play. Chris Silva's a heck of a front court player, all SEC player. But if you don't have somebody that can work with him in the front court, eh, your team can come out a little flat. Coach Frank Martin's got to figure that out. Other top ACC in the programs are uh, in the program. Number three is Virginia. Number six is Duke. Number eight is North Carolina. Number 13 is Syracuse, number 14 is Virginia Tech, and number 18 is Florida State. Here's what I see with that. Clemson could have like all the pre uh, you know the preseason hype and still get picked to finish what? 8th in the ACC. That's how tough that conference is on the basketball end. So Early preseason rankings for the Tiger. Uh, the NCAA has them 19, ESPN at 20, NBC Sports has them at 23, CBS Sports has them at 24. So they're all a top 25 team across the board here. And basketball season, it's funny because it's amazing how these years fly by so fast because uh, once you get football season underway, basketball season is not that far off. Speaking of football, The College Football Hall of Fame announced its 2019 ballot 
today, highlighted by former Texas quarterback Vince Young and former Southern Cal quarterback Carson Palmer, each making their first appearance on the ballot. Other first-time potential winners or potential nominees include Arkansas running back Darren McFadden, Syracuse wideout Marvin Harrison, and Wisconsin offensive tackle Joe Thomas. The interesting thing about that, uh, the College Hall of Fame, is that when you hear all of those names, you think, with the exception of Vince Young, man, they had a great pro career. They should be in the College Hall of Fame, right? Interesting stuff there. When we come back from a break in just a moment, I'm going to talk to you about uh, what the Bleacher Report says about the over and under numbers for both Clemson and South Carolina. Also, I'm going to rant and rave a little bit about the NBA Finals, but first, I've got to talk about Pool Tables Plus. Did you know that Carolina Pool Tables Plus is the one original pool table store right here in Columbia? Others call themselves the original store, but they're not. Carolina Pool Tables Plus has been doing it for over a decade. Yep, 10 years worth. They've been out there. On Two Notch Road, they offer the largest selection of true solid maple and oak pool tables in the Carolinas, not like the things you'll find on the Internet. Some Internet sites claim to have real wood, but they sell fake wood and veneers for the same price. They also have a huge range of, uh, of accessories and pool cues, and you can have your own different set of pool balls. They also have the friendliest staff in the Carolinas. They will measure your house so you can figure out what size pool table you need. Why would you buy a pool table on the internet? That doesn't make any sense. Call Carolina Pool Tables Plus at 5717 Two Notch Roads, their big showroom, open seven days a week. The number is 803-799-5305, 803-799-5305. Experience the difference at Carolina Pool Tables Plus. When we come back this afternoon, I've got my... Reaction to the NBA Finals last night, Golden State made a move that I predicted on Friday, and it ended up working out for them right off the bat. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about the over and under numbers for both South Carolina and Clemson. According to the Bleacher Report, they think a lot of the Gamecocks, and they think they're kind of bored with Clemson, in my opinion. So we'll get to that and more in just a moment. You are listening to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. Welcome back to the Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon, getting you set up and squared away so you can go home Monday. You made it through Monday. When you hear my show, that, that should be like the start of, hey, it's about time to go home, get some supper. Speaking of which, Lawton Swan will join you from Clemson Sports Talk. He will be here at 4 o'clock about 15 minutes from now. His show will be on the air. An update from the Greenville Regional. South Carolina leads UNC Wilmington. It's the top of the seventh inning. And 4-3 uh, to three is our score right now. Wilmington 
had a, a two-run homer in the bottom of the sixth inning as they're trying to claw their way back into it. South Carolina gets one win. They will advance, and they will head to Fayetteville for the Super Regional next weekend. I mentioned my blog page. It's on FoxSportsRadio1400.com. you got to check that out because I've got my full rant of my full rage of stuff. Range. There's a word, range. I should try to learn the English language before I actually get my own program. I'll work on that. A full range of stuff on the NBA Finals. A lot of it I'm going to go over right now, but you can actually catch some video. And last night, Stephen Curry had 33 points, an NBA Finals record nine threes, giving Florida State a 2 to nothing lead. Kevin Durant had 26 points, nine rebounds, and seven assists. Klay Thompson was playing with a, with a bum leg and still added, had 20 points. LeBron James finished with 29 points, 13 assists, and nine rebounds. He's like a walking triple-double in the playoffs. So... When you look at that, I think that this series is pretty much over. And I know I said that LeBron was good enough to get his team one win, maybe two. If Steph Curry is going to come out and hit 33 points, yeah, this series is over. It really is. Here's an adjustment that made the difference last night. I mentioned this on Friday's show. JaVale McGee, the big tall center there for Golden State, first play of the game, he sets a pick for Curry and runs off of it. Curry hits him for a dunk. Bam. And I was like, oh, I look like a genius. But the reason that they put him in there was because in the first half of game one, Cleveland had out-rebounded Golden State. So how do you fix that? You put in the big man, JaVale McKee. Now, he didn't get a lot of rebounds, but what he did was he boxed out an extra guy here or there, and Stephen Curry was able to get rebounds. Kevin Durant was able to get rebounds. It makes them a completely different team. Now, when they're playing a team like Houston where they do a lot of switching, et cetera, and that they try to find the right matchup for James Harden to pick on them, you can't have McGee in there. But with this, you can. Now, LeBron James tried to make it a little bit interesting in that he would try to drive on McGee, but McGee was so long, it's tough to drive on him when you're LeBron James. Now, if you're a younger, faster guard like uh, Russell Westbrook or James Harden, McGee can't stay in front of you. Not that LeBron didn't drive to the basket a lot, but McGee was there to, was able to get there and challenge some shots with his length. Even if LeBron got past him, he still was able to challenge him a little bit with his length. So with that, and then here's the other key. Just announced today, Andre Iguodala will make his return to the Golden State lineup. Now, the interesting part about that is is that after the play of JaVale McGee, he's probably going to come off the bench. Yeah, that can happen. Iguodala's had leg pain uh, since the Houston series. 
Uh, game three of the conference finals, he had problems. His status is still unknown for Wednesday, but he says, I aim to play in game three, but I've aimed to play in game two and game three. We'll just have to see. Now, Steve Kerr says Andre will play at some point in the series. He's gotten better, but there's no way for knowing for sure at this point. But he said until he's able to run without pain, he said, I can't play him. Now, of course, he was the MVP in the finals and has missed MVP of the 2015 finals, but has missed the last six games due to this leg injury that he suffered in the Western Conference finals. If he comes back, He's going to guard LeBron James unless they stick with JaVale McGee because, let's be honest, their defense played better last night with McGee in there. McGee ended up with 14 points. He comes in, does his thing. But then they can come in with Iguodala, who can uh, Nobody can really check LeBron, in my opinion. But Iguodala can give him grief. Enough grief to keep him occupied where he can't go and get 51 points. I don't think he's getting 51 points on uh, on Iguodala. I really don't. Quick scoreboard update. South Carolina now has a 6-3 lead over UNC Wilmington. That game in the top of the seventh inning as they look to advance to super regional play. My final piece this afternoon, and I saved this for last, collegefootballnews.com evaluated the over and under for South Carolina and Clemson. They're, they had the early win total for the Gamecocks at 7. They think it should be at 8. And it says, go ahead, love, some, love yourself some Gamecocks. They're about to be one of the East's bigger players They get Georgia at home. They don't have to play Alabama, LSU, or Auburn from the West. And a slew of winnable road games. There will be a clunker along the way, but even if you give them losses at Clemson, at Florida, and against Georgia, this is still at least an eight-win team. I completely agree with them on that. I think that I'm not picking the Gamecocks to beat Kentucky because they just haven't done it. I don't know what their problem is. But until I can actually see them do it, can't pick them to beat Kentucky. But I do think that the rest of their schedule, with the exception of having Georgia at home, playing at Clemson, and playing on the road at Florida, the rest of their schedule is absolutely easy, and they should win all of them. Winning at night in Lexington is not easy, but they should win all of those games because their schedule, as they said, no Alabama, no LSU, no Auburn from the West. So, college football news likes the Gamecocks. And then for Clemson, they say if it isn't the if this isn't the best team in college football to be ranked second in all of the rankings, where's the loss going to come from? At Florida State, at Georgia Tech, at home against South Carolina, or at Texas A&M? There should be one letdown along the way to lose just once, but it'll take a massive upset to drop two games. So they have their early win total at 11. They think that's exactly what it should be, 11-1 and for Clemson, according to the College Football News. Of course, the Tigers finished 12-2 and last season. And you know what? That sounds about right. The, 
Coach Sweeney up there has something he says that makes a lot of sense. And especially where three losses in two seasons or two losses in three seasons, something like that. He had two games, Pittsburgh and Syracuse, that Clemson had no business losing. Clemson did beat Clemson in those games. You didn't go walk away from those games thinking, you know what? The absolute better team won. The scoreboard said that, the, that Pittsburgh and Syracuse won. But in reality, you would take Clemson again against those two teams. And it's going to take that kind of upset this year, in my opinion, to put the Tigers down. All right, Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk. The czar of Clemson Sports will join us shortly. You can check in with him and get his opinion on the Clemson Baseball Regional. I think he already owes me a stake simply because he had Clemson winning the entire College World Series. So Homer Homer Lawton there. But he'll join you here in just a little bit. Be sure to check out my blog page, foxsportsradio1400.com. I've got the Golden State Warriors fans giving a standing ovation to J.R. Smith. That, my friends, is savage. More of me tomorrow. I'll try not to uh, flip out on anybody else. Reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. This is The Rundown. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.